So um, this month, we're um, doing the theme, You Asked For It. I think at the end of November, beginning of December, you were invited to write something down on a piece of paper about something you would like us to, uh, to preach on or put a message together about a particular topic or something. And so some of you uh, put dreams on their piece of paper. And so that's what you get today. I'm going to talk about dreams. And I just need to check for myself and with anybody else here. Um, have you got any dreamers in the house? Yes. Great. I see the hand. I see the hand. I see your hands. Great. I'm one of those as well. I'm a dreamer too. So it's, um, you know, sometimes it's good to have a dream or believe in a dream. Sometimes you wish we had a dream. And maybe you have a dream to own your house one day or to get married one day, win lotto. Uh, no. I, you know, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. You know, sometimes we just want to be, feel rich one time. Anyway, sometimes you have a dream um, with somebody else. Because somebody else carries a strong dream and, and you support that dream. Um, and it's just good to dream. But by the way, we all dream at night. Yes, we do. Um, you might say, well, I don't. No, probably not, because you can't remember your dreams. But we all dream to process our daily activities during the night, which is very, very, very healthy. Um, and some of our bits we might, uh, might remember. Some are interesting, some are intriguing, some are just rubbish. Uh, some have, seem to have some meaning, sometimes are very funny. I'm just talking about for my own, okay, how my dreams are. Um, sometimes they are beautiful, sometimes they are scary, and we call them nightmares. And people get tormented with nightmares. That is not really uh, having a good dream. But there are some dreams that reveal God's purposes and his plans for our life. And God, you know, really loves to speak to us as believers, but he also speaks to non-believers. So, but dreams don't just happen during the night. Dreams can occur when we are awake, when we hear something or we see something or we see something of the beautiful creation that God has created. And you get, in that moment, you get so inspired or feel so overawed who God is and what he has done for you. But sometimes we have moments when we run our imagination wild and we come up with all kinds of ideas and dreams and stuff like that. I think, you know, dreaming is free. It's free. So go for it. But there are times we can't let go or, or in that moment, God, it's like God has instilled something in us, in our heart, or in our mind, or he has instilled something by his spirit in us, and we can't let it go. It just, it just keeps coming up, or it keeps adding on, and, and sooner or later you start to believe, well, could this be true? Could this be right? 
there was a man called Martin Luther King. He, <coughs> sorry, if anybody can get me a bit of water, it'd be great. He was a civil rights activist. He was a, a pastor or a minister, as they call it. And he had a dream. And on that dream, he made a speech. And for us of our age, we probably remember it. It was in 1962. And he said, I have a dream. It was a huge rally. And he spoke out his dream about that there would be no discrimination against any color or any race. And that people would not be judged on it, but people would only be judged on their character. That was a dangerous dream to speak out. Because in 1968, he was killed. Because of all the things that he said and all the things that he's seen in the dream. So a dream can be very, very dangerous. Thank you, Bruce. Very dangerous. So... I want to start off with a scripture uh, because we are not here just fluffy dreams. I just want to set the scripture right and say, Delight yourselves in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. I mean, we can't command to have a dream. We know we can expect a dream, but we can't command God to give you a dream. It is, delight yourselves in the Lord. So what is a dream? Well, a dream just comes, and it comes with pictures and images, and, you know, sometimes it's the preferred future that you would like because you don't like where you are today, and, and then you think, hmm, dream on, I want to go to Fiji, you know, nice on the, on the sun, it's beautiful. But what happens if God speaks to us? And if that is the case then we need to understand what God is saying to us. Because every God dream has a message of revelation, but also God communicates his plan and his purposes for you. And it obviously might go far beyond you, because people think if they've got a dream, it's all about you, all about me. But that is never God's purpose. God's plans and purposes are always, he tells someone, and that will make a difference to many. So have you ever shared your dream with somebody and they did not like or they didn't believe in a dream at all? Anyone? Anyone? Anyway, I was in youth group and um, there was a boy in my youth group. I've been to school with him all my life and he shared in a moment that, um, that one day he would be in New Zealand. And we all looked at him and said, dream on, mate. <laughs> but now he actually believed that one day he would be in New Zealand. And so how did you come to it? And he briefly said, I think it's there. Can you ask, can you put that picture up? No? Mike, can you put a picture up, please? No? Okay. Anyway, he was in the last year of primary school, and he had a small project um, which was about, uh, about New Zealand, and, uh, and it, 
obviously we still got his project, okay? I don't know how it survived all these years, but we still got his project. And it says that um, New Zealand had two million people in that time. That was in 1962. And they had two big islands and some short little islands. That the Maori people were the people of the land. And that um, dairy was one of the greatest export. I don't know how the picture doesn't come up. But anyway. But anyway, we'll just go. Anyway, everybody thought he was just totally loopy. You know, who wants to go to New Zealand? You know. And, you know, he was a young boy, and, and often he would, would drop it that he still wanted to go to New Zealand. Lo and behold, I married this young boy, and, um, and often he would drop the line. Um, and there, there's the picture that Yalta had uh, when he was 11, 1962. Yeah, I think you're 11 or just 12. Uh, a project at school. And then uh, we got married. And he would drop the line, you know, uh, what about New Zealand? I said, I said the same thing. You're dreaming, mate. I'm not going. <laughs> so, there are more than 700 times mentioned in the Bible about dreams. And um, so we need to have a closer look if we want to get, gain a bit of an understanding. So here we go. In Numbers 12... Verse 6, it says, listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to him in visions, and I speak to him in dreams. Not to Moses, because he would speak to Moses face to face. God promised in Joel 2, verse 28, I will come about that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind and your sons and daughters will prophesy, and your old men will dream and dreams, and you young men will see visions. Because God has a purpose when we get a dream for him. In Job 33, verse 14, it says, For God does speak, now one way and now another, though no one perceives it in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on the people, and as they slumber in their beds, he may speak in their ears, maybe terrify them or have a warning, as he did with Joseph, and turn from their wrongdoing. But he keeps them from pride. God has always a purpose. Ecclesiastes 5, verse 3 says, A dream comes, comes when there is many cares. I don't know, if you've ever been too overwhelmed with worry or anxiety or anything like that, and then at night you can't sleep and you just dream from one awful thing to another awful thing. And many words mark the speech of a fool. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 7 said, Much dreaming and many words are meaningless. So there are some boundaries with dreams. Psalm 16 verse 7 says, I will praise the Lord who counsels me even at night. My heart instructs me. And so that's where it comes from when we have to make a decision or, or we're not sure what to do or, or what way to go. And then quite often we say, well, I better sleep on it. And that is actually really good not to make a hasty decision, but just sleep on that. And many times the next day, you have a more clear perspective what you want to decide on. So you can tell a dream if it contains an element of the supernatural. 
sometimes you would not know uh, from yourself or it points to the future. You know, it says in John 6, verse 13 and 14, it said that the spirits speak to us about those things to come. And in Jeremiah 33, verse 3 says, and he tells us unsearchable things that we wouldn't know. So that is, that is the Holy Spirit. That is our supernatural God. He doesn't use natural, he speaks in a supernatural language. Anyway, we're going to the story of Joseph. You, most likely you all know the story of Joseph, who had a dream. And, um, and so we're going to read it. Genesis 37. Joseph was a young man of 17, just probably the same age as the other was when he talked about his dream. He was sending the flocks with his brothers and the sons of Bela and the sons of Sepa, his father's wife, and he brought their father a bad report about them. <clears throat> now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age, and he made him richly ornament rope for him. And when his brothers saw that, that their father loved him more than any of, of them, they hated him and could not speak any kind words to them. Right, that was a good start. And then Joseph had a dream to make it even more interesting. And when he told to his brothers who hated him all the more, he said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding up sheaves of corn out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright and while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And I hated him the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream. And he told to his brothers, listen, I have another dream. I think they were very, very excited to hear another dream. But this time, the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to him. And when he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? And his brothers were jealous of him. But his father kept a matter in his heart. Wow. So this dream was very dangerous. And so he was already not liked at all by his brothers. And the two dreams did not, uh, did add to the hate that I have for him. They were jealous of him. And because he had this beautiful robe uh, that only he had given by his dad, you know, he, he was the favorite, I could say. And he... They found it really, really hard. And so they were done with it. And they said, you know, we just, uh, we just get rid of him. We just, we, we can't stand any more of this talk. We just kill it. And we kill him. But it was one of the brothers said, no, 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 no. We can't, this is just, this is a bit much to kill him. You know, um, why don't we uh, throw them in, in the pit for a while and have a think about it? So they, they dumped him in a, a deep pit, and there was no water and other thing, nothing. And so they discussed what, they, what the next step would be. Lo and behold, there was a caravan of, of people, um, you know, who are uh, 
selling and, and obviously also buying uh, on our way to Egypt. And obviously somebody got a bright idea and thought, right, uh, maybe we can get some money out of this. And so they got uh, Joseph out of his uh, pit and they sold him for 20 shekels. And so he was um, carried off to Egypt. Although they kept his coat though, because what would they tell their father? And so they killed a goat or something and uh, smeared that on that, on that coat and um, making it sound that Joseph had died. And obviously his dad was beyond grief because it was his favorite, favorite son. So what happened to Joseph? Well, Joseph actually went to Egypt. He was a slave. And make a long, long story short, he went into prison because, not because of what he did, because of what he not, didn't do. He went in prison. He met two, uh, two people who were also in prison. He interpreted two dreams for them. And he was hoping that maybe, maybe, you know, they tell Pharaoh and I might come out. But it took another, I don't know how many years. And then Pharaoh had a dream. And nobody in the land could actually interpret what that dream meant. Till somebody said, hey, um, hang on. I met this, um, this, this Jewish boy. Um, uh, and he interpreted my dream and it came through. And so then we know that Joseph got called up. He interpreted the dream. He said, I don't interpret it, but God does. And, you know, that saved that nation uh, because there was a famine. It saved that nation and all the nations around them. So that is in a nutshell the oh, story of Joseph. So there was a long process from the dream to actually his brothers bowing down to him because they had also no food, no nothing, and they came to Egypt uh, because Egypt had a master plan which was uh, orchestrated by Joseph, and they came for food. I think their brothers never understood. The dream that Joseph had was so much more about Joseph himself, and the dream that Joseph had he started to realize it was not all about him. There was a greater picture around it. Anyway, God has promised us to speak to us in vision and dreams. And therefore, we have to respect it. It is a privilege when God speaks to us in a dream which has meaning or what has purpose. It is such a privilege when God does that. That doesn't mean that speaking vision and dreams, God's got many ways to, to communicate with us. But obviously, he makes notion of this one. Well, please, can I just, if you do have a dream, in which might look like or sound like that it is a God dream, don't blow your trumpet. And don't tell every Dick and Harry that you've got this, <laughs> this amazing dream and blah, 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 blah. Because when you have a dream from God, you have to hold it. You have to pray about it. 
You have to lean into God and say, God, what is this all about? And it usually is not for public knowledge to know because God wants to speak to you. He gave the dream to you. So there is a time frame when we actually speak to others about our dream that we have from God. But as you pursue your dream, you must know without a doubt that God has called you. You know, that, that and he's chosen you to have that dream. And so don't expect other people to understand your dream or understand what you're going on about because it is God's dream to you or for your family or for your child or whatever it means. But you will get opposition as soon as you tell somebody about the God dream that you carry. There is always opposition, not because they maybe might be jealous, but maybe they don't understand it. They, they can't get a hang of it. They don't know what you mean, or they can't underst uh, uh, understand the symbolism or, or the, the pictures or, or the images that God has used to you. People might not understand when God spoke or revealed to you, as I said. But don't be discouraged. You know, sometimes God speaks to us from a place and speaks to us to the future, what is to come. And you know, that won't happen overnight. It won't. And in the meantime, we have to delight ourselves in the Lord. Because it is God who brings our desires and plans and dreams about. God does. As long as we stay close to him. I said, when God gives you a dream for your life, you begin to see his plans and purposes, and you get a different perspective. So, God speaks on a spiritual language, and we sometimes uh, accept it in the natural, and sometimes they don't add up. So, take your time. I always say, dreams makes you different. People are very readily to accept the same. But people respond when you are different or when you have a message that is different. So without the Word of God and the Holy Spirit, you cannot possibly know what God you have received from God. Let alone understand what it means because God speaks so in a spiritual language, and that's why we need to be grounded in the Word of God, because there's so much symbolism in the God. I can't go there today, but maybe another time uh, we can go there and speak about all the symbolism that God is using. So, dreams are not always clear and not always straightforward. Because he communicates in a different language. It's a dream language. But if you start to dream, you, you want to know what that dream language is. And you start to look at all those dreams that God has in his word. I want you to take note. When you have a, a reoccurring dream, that might be a falling or chasing or whatever it is. There are a whole lot of dreams that seems to occur in life, or they might be very scary, they might be tormental, 
they might be so out of it that you're not looking forward to go to sleep because you know what is coming. I can speak from experience. From the age of four, I was tormented by nightmares, torment, which is even too gross for me to talk about it. But every night, I would go into this dream or a new dream with the same message that I would die and that my life would be fearful. Uh, my life was a torment. I always say all those years, my nightlife was more real than my day life. All my life. Till one day, I started to dream about a beautiful place. Never seen anything like it. Not in my dreams. But it was a beautiful place. And it had a lovely presence. And I thought it was heaven. And I thought, oh, well, I obviously are going to die now. But then I saw flowers I've never seen before. Trees that I have never seen before. I saw mountains, because the Netherlands has no mountain. Mountain with those beautiful snow cup on the top. It was just beautiful. The rivers were just outstanding. The rushing. And I could hear the rushing of the river. I make it very short. But I dreamed this dream for months. Okay? And every night I would go in a different place. And God would show me. That's, a, that's what I say now. God would show me a different perspective about this beautiful land. I saw us going there. And I saw us going back to our parents. I, I saw so many things for the future. I couldn't get my head around it. I can tell you that. And then when I had, it was like I was a big bird. Maybe an albatross or an eagle. I have no idea. But I saw just two islands in a white, white ocean. And it looked like a banana. So after dreaming this dream, every night for months, I knew it was months. And you say, you're joking. No, I'm not joking. For months. Until I spoke about my dream. And you know, who will be the best person to talk to about the dream that I saw at night? And obviously there was shelter. And in that moment, God fused our dreams together in such a way that I was the instigator and said, we need to go. Can we please go tomorrow? I need to go there. I've seen the land. I've seen the people. I need to go. No problem. It was not dream on, mate. No, it was no problem. And within 12 months, Yalta and myself arrived at Auckland Airport with three children under five, six suitcases. Did we have opposition? Oh, you wouldn't believe it. You think our parents would be happy that we had a dream and wanted to... No. They were so annoyed with us. They were angry with us. They, were, they couldn't understand taking their three grandchildren from them. I know... Now I understand how painful that was because I've got great children now. So that is about how we came to New Zealand. 
So a dream is always need to ask yourself, what is this about? Ask yourself. Ask yourself, how do you feel in that dream? I don't know how I felt in that horror, tormenting nightmare. But I also know what I, I felt when I had this beautiful dream. And now I give God the glory for this beautiful, beautiful exchange in my life. Beautiful. So just ask yourself, what is the emotion? Do you dream in color or in black and white? Ask yourself, what is the setting of your life at this time that God wants to speak into? In such a way, maybe we're too busy during the day and God needs to speak to you at night. A God dream always has meaning. It always needs interpretation. And it has a biblical nature and the biblical symbols. Take hold. Write it down. Pray. Sit on it. And if you so need to, to speak to somebody who you can trust with your dream. I believe this year is going to be a good year. But what we do need this year is the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. For God to speak to us, for God to be able to help us with the work that, we, that is in front of us, with our families, with our children. Let us pray.